0: It's okay.
1: All right, so now we're, now we're actually going. We are recording for real. I like it. Hello, Kyle. Yes, hello, Eric. It has been, what is it, a week and a half, two weeks almost? Yeah, we missed Monday because I was in Orlando, but Ooh. we were here on
0: Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Fun Thursday. times. Whatever. Yeah, I got back from Orlando, went to a wedding at Disney World, and uh, I gotta say, it was exactly what I expected.
1: In a good way or bad way?
0: It was just, it hit expectations, is all I'll say. It wasn't good or bad.
1: It was just like,
0: Disney World's a crowded place. You've got bunches of toddlers that are screaming, and then you're seeing two humans get married in front of fireworks, and it's just a lot to take in.
1: Yeah, it's one of those, like, okay moments. Like, oh, all right. Yeah, it was a
0: beautiful wedding, but it was just a a lot to go to Disney World for that.
1: No, I agree. I don't know. I mean, I I haven't been, I mean, in... It's weird because I don't look at it as one of those situations where it's kind of on the radar at the moment. I don't know. Maybe the kids will bug me into it one day.
0: Yeah, your kids are nine, seven?
1: Seven and eight, yeah. Seven and eight, yeah. So
0: they're, they're of the right age. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're of the age where they would remember it first off. Yeah. And B, they would bust my chops about it. So that that would be a bunch of fun.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there were kids there that were like two. And I'm just like, why why did you pay $200 for this two-year-old to come into this place? who's
1: never going to remember this.
0: My goodness. I heard a funny quote once. It was like, vacation with children is just watching your kids in a new location. And it's so true. (laughs) Yep. Like, you go on, hey, we're going to go on a vacation. And it's just watching your kids on a beach or it's watching your kids in the mountains.
1: Dude, that's it. I mean, it's so simple. I mean, my younger daughter, as an example, if I take her to a new playground, that might as well be a vacation.
0: Yeah, and that's that's pretty exciting though, right? Because this, this new playground has a teeter-totter where the other one didn't have one. Damn.
1: Exactly. Or a longer slide. That's true. That's true.
0: My son, uh, whenever we won the teeter-totter, I find that that's a workout. Because like, he's not heavy enough to like make the thing go down, so I have to do squat jumps, oh, basically, man. to like, make the teeter-totter. And yeah. I did like 10 of those, and I was burning for the past, like, it was just terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. We're here. We're here to talk about open AI and ChatGPT yeah. GPT and the impacts of artificial intelligence in the world.
1: Absolutely. I think that you and I are in an interesting space, right? We're, we both do quasi, well, we both do property management, but from different sides of the yep. coin. I'm actually in the property management firms, if you will, and you are actually developing the software for it. Correct. Uh, on the other side, well, you are not developing anything. You are managing the direction of the software.
0: I, I would, I would challenge that a little bit, but yeah, I would say that, yeah.
1: I'll see developing
0: you. some software, but being around it this long, there's yeah. a little bit of impact that I can have with that
1: development. No, so, absolutely. Um, I mean, and it is cool too. I mean, there's a lot going on right now and not so much from a big picture standpoint, but the area that I wanted to talk about more was how the upcoming technology, the AI, is going to impact users on a day-to-day basis. I know we've talked about this before and... The conclusion that I've come to is I feel like there's going to be a major productivity gap between those that are using yeah. AI and those that are not. And what I wanted to start with is someone that is overseeing, you know, a lot of software. When you are looking at the productivity of your employees, are you encouraging them to use AI at the office now? Are you talking to them about that? Yeah, specifically the individuals that roll up to me.
0: We have this concept of like a well, let me just preface it like this so, in the product world, we try to shape the outcome of what we're trying to solve for our customers. And whenever we do mm-hmm. that, we have to write things like requirements documents and talk to engineering about what specs could be, as well as working with design teams. And we have to say what's acceptance criteria, etc. And there's if you're not using like a chat GPT at this point you're kind of in the dark you might be behind i mean yeah you could leverage your skills of being a product manager for the past however long but if you want to do it rapidly like hey i'm trying to solve a problem in the multifamily space for a payment collection and it will spit out a perfect prd product requirements document to you and you can be like this is just a good starting point yeah it, it cuts the the first three or four steps out and you can be like oh yeah that does make a good idea. And we can take that in internally and circle it around, you know, refine it as needed. But I think if you're not using it at this point, you're doing
1: yourself a disservice. Oh man, I absolutely agree with you. I've had this conversation with several folks and I feel like that's been a large key to my success personally at work. Uh, I feel like my organization is slow to adopt. I don't know if we have a bunch of techies, let's say at my firm, um, which is not a bad thing, but I think when it comes to the ability to get content and it doesn't, I'm not talking about, you know, content that we would normally consume like a podcast like this or a YouTube video or something like that. I think that just being able to create documents like you mentioned and when we get into the areas that I'm using ChatGPT at work, it is it is mind blowing right now, and I'm really excited for it. But I, I totally agree. If you're not using, you're way behind the curve.
0: Yeah, and if you're not using it at this point, I feel like obviously you're behind the curve. But you're also thinking about the your progression as an employee at whatever given company, right? And you can be like fluent in not only the GPT three or whatever it's called three point five, but you can also get familiar with like the underlying API connections into OpenAI, how you can take those and formulate your own Google Chrome extensions into hey, I'm reading this text, pop it over into ChatGPT GPT real quick and give me a synopsis of this so I don't have to read it all. You could just expedite everything in the world it seems.
1: Yeah. Ooh, it's smoking here. They burned it. Probably burn your ham sandwich. (laughs) Oh, we are now. (laughs) We are now. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So I want to discuss some of the areas that you would be using it at work. Uh, And I figured this could be a rapid fire because I have like three. I mean, you mentioned... um, like a process document as an example, and that is one area that, man, you are correct in the assessment of it. Uh, Because I, yesterday as an example, I was able to create a process document for how we can assess our software, get it completely written, get the chapters put in Microsoft Word, get exactly what every single bullet point, because there's really seven of them that we need, you know, to really evaluate software correctly. Internally, and also how to make decisions on these. And I was able to get the whole document done in like less than an hour.
0: Which historically would have taken you a full day yeah.
1: of work, like to write it out, think, all right, are we getting everything in the process? It's like, first off, it got the outline for me. It's like, all right, maybe it's missing this. Uh, maybe it's missing that. But I'm able to add it in there. It understands. And then it's like, hey, can you define what you mean by this? And it just spits everything out. And it's like, I didn't have to do anything. So that that is one area where it is pretty impressive you
0: know what it reminds me of it reminds me of like when self-checkout at walmart first came out yeah like you you had to go to a google and like request everything and like put it all together take it to someone and be like hey what does this mean i've been prices but now i can go to my self-checkout i can do it myself and trust that i'm gonna get a better result than maybe what that person would have. I don't know, it kind of reminds me of that.
1: But, yeah, so no, if, you're, that's cool though. if you're a young buck, and before we go into other examples of how yeah. this is being used, because I have a, I have two more. One of them re- really impressive, another one is a big time saver. So if you're a young buck, right now, Chad GPT, I feel, is the great equalizer. It's pretty much steroids for work, because I would say right now, yeah. At a lot of organizations, especially if you're in an office environment, a lot of people are not using it. I can tell you that right now. Sure. They're, they're not. So if you are using it, there's going to be like a two-year window, I believe, and maybe longer, who knows, but there's going to be a two-year window where you can supercharge your career really fast, where there's going to be a noticeable productivity gap between you and your peers. Oh, for sure. So if you, were, if you want a leg up at work today, get yourself an account get going you don't even have to subscribe to the pro oh, it's too expensive right now anyway. yeah it is 20, 20 bucks a, bucks a month. month come on you gotta you gotta make some capital That's if you're gonna true. do that
0: yes. uh justin doran <laughs> subscribes to the chat gpt pro and is leveraging it at work for his emails right y- like, yes he's like if he has to respond to an email that he's not particularly happy about like i.e a vendor has a poor i don't know timeline to get back to him, help, help me write a, you know, an urgent response, why I need this right now because it's impacting whatever area of my business, and it does it. Yes. And I'm just like, okay, and the, it was hilarious because he texted me and he was like, my boss just sent me a follow-up and said, nice email, and I was like, you got your money's worth then, you know what I mean? Yes. That's, that's, was that worth it, 20 bucks for him to say
1: good email? Bingo. So I was actually going to say, I have not written an email um, all week. Have I'm, you been leveraging ChatGBT? I've been leveraging it for all my emails, and to me, it's a huge time saver because in email, what I'm realizing is when I put in my query into ChatGBT for email, I am saying, let's get it done in like 35 words or 50 words, depending on uh-huh. you know what I'm looking to accomplish. I want it to be right to the point, I outline, all right, email this I want to write an email professionally for this person with this topic in 35 words you don't provide the,
0: the prior email you just kind of say the context of it
1: yeah that's it oh, really? and it'll spit out something that's pretty nice in something that takes me one sentence to write yeah. they're able to crank it out in mere seconds I don't have to think about it I can continue working on something else yeah. copy and paste and maybe you know add a word or two here but I haven't really had to sit down and write an email legitimately.
0: That's, uh, I don't know. For me, it's like you think about that and hopefully you're proofreading before you send it. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Well, that's why I say 35 words. Well, there's going to be a time whenever you're, we're probably going to be so comfortable with it that we probably won't even proofread. You know what I mean? It's just going to be like, oh, let me just take this over here and... That, I feel like that's going to get us in trouble.
1: Someday. I I believe that I could imagine a world where Microsoft just builds, I mean, if they built it into Bing, why wouldn't they build it yeah. into Outlook? I mean, yeah. where you, it just writes your email. I, I firmly believe that is going to be one of the first norms yeah. that- And there's Chrome extensions out
0: there yes. today that can help you with that. You type it into Google and you can link your chat GPT account and it'll spit it out on the right hand side of the Google page some chat responses. And yeah.
1: Like, what is going on so I believe that's going to become the norm yeah, it's gonna be fun right off the bat out of everything from a productivity standpoint I think email is gonna be the area where you see the biggest boost yeah, for sure
0: for sure man um, sorry I didn't mean to cut you off I'm, no, you're good. I'm about to change topics again and I don't want to do it because I'm terrified of my we had a podcast last time where I changed topics constantly and it ticked me off because caffeine kicks in and I can't cooperate
1: anymore but. that's it my wife liked it, though. She enjoyed listening to it. She, she just like, likes the sound of your voice. The dude, well, she'll like it this week, too. So. I love it.
0: Sorry, my nose is... They opened the doors in here because it's so smoky to get all the smoke out, and I'm now freezing.
1: Yeah, no. Are your nipples stiff?
0: A little bit. They're a little hard right now, but nice. it's okay. Good. Good. Anyway, OpenAI, though. I'm a fan. I think the scary thing is, like... Yeah, I'm sure you know the history at this point, but, like... I feel like a lot of people are going to start pointing at Elon because he was one of the founders of OpenAI, even though he's not in it anymore. It's just kind of like, oh, he has his fingerprints on everything in your world. Now you probably have a Tesla, you use PayPal, you're now using ChatGPT and you're like, what is this guy not doing? Which is pretty cool. But um, in terms of your question of like at work, I think emails is a big one. I think requirements documents, process documents. Also saying like acceptance criteria within those is pretty important. Being like, what should I consider if I'm launching X? What should yes. I, what should be some of the risks? What are some compliance things that I need to be part of? Because nobody wants to know compliance about stuff. It's just like, give me something, OpenAI, and see what's going on and then you can hook into it and put it into wherever you need it.
1: And historically, cool. companies have hired people specifically for compliance. I mean, these no. are like specialty people. They're like, you know, the closer in baseball. You know, and that's,
0: that's so true. And that's the scary thing, right? Like historically, people have been hired for checking out people in Walmart. You don't see full Walmart lines anymore, right? Yes. So now you've got, same thing with ChatGPT. GPT. You used to have people that were project managers that would just write out templates all day that would write out you know requirements all day.
1: Yeah, they're going to get. So I don't necessarily think this is how I view it. I believe that there's going to be a great divide, right? There's going to be like we talked about earlier: the yeah. people that do begin using it, and they're going to, you know, two, three, four, five x productivity, yeah. and those people are going to accelerate their careers really fast. Yeah. Like they're going to go from you know pleb to all right. You're like a manager. You're a director. You are a vice president at a company because. The amount of productivity that you have in such a short window is going to be so apparent yeah. that companies will be afraid to lose you at that point.
0: Yeah. Do you think a company would ever like do what these schools are doing and limit it? I would say, hope not. No,
1: I can't imagine that because at the end of the day, all a company values is productivity. It's true. They I,
0: value the outcome. They don't really care how yeah, you get there. How, most like, times.
1: By hook or crook. I mean, yeah. look, you got yourself folks that are bad people when they leave the office, as an example. Yeah, and look they don't care about that as long as you're not in prison <laughs> hey you could probably work from prison now actually. yeah well if, as long as you're not in prison they are completely comfortable with you you yeah. know using chat gpt so i can't imagine it being a thing that i will say this at my firm there's no way they'll limit it like yeah. so they probably
0: don't even know what it is yet
1: i talked to my boss about it and i was like are you like familiar with it at all. He's like, I've seen it. I haven't been able to get in because it's always busy when I try and log in. Yeah. And I'm like, you need to, you know, you wake up early, you should be able to log in before everybody else and just stay or in you just all day. just refresh your browser. You yeah, that's I mean? that if too. I,
0: every single time you do that, I'm in. It's like, yeah. not a big deal. But what, what did your boss think about it once you got in?
1: So he was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I got to look for ways to utilize it. And I'm like, I gave him an example. So this is my final one, right? One of the areas that I've had some fun with at work has been website updates, right? And this has been something where I've had to reach out to someone and then reach out to someone else and then reach out to someone else to try and get everything that we need situated. Well, this time around, I was like, oh, look at where the code goes. I figured this out. So here's a snippet for Mm -hmm. our, you know, whatever contact information that they need. I'm like, all right write me a piece of code that looks like this, you know, get yeah. me the CSS for this and format it like this. And I want it to say this. And then I want this code on the bottom yeah. and boom, it's spit it out, copied, pasted, boom. So really? something that was taking me probably 12 business hours to get accomplished, I can now get done in like 10 minutes.
0: That's what I would call game
1: changing. Yes. Right there.
0: I mean, you're, you're talking about something that I don't know. I've been where you're at where you have to like reach out to the same, reach out to a provider of the website, reach out to the developer of the website, and hopefully that they understand what you're trying to do and have them probably a 30 minute meeting to make sure they understand it. Then they come back and say, well, it'll take a day or two. And now you just did it in 10
1: minutes. Yeah. That's pretty big, man. That's, it, uh, that's cool. It was so huge. And I was telling my boss about it. And I'm like, do you see this right here? So we basically. And it wasn't anything major, right? So it was one of the real page, uh, you know, star templates uh-huh. or whatever. And you can make custom pages in there. Now you have to get the option turned on, of course. But once I got it turned on, which was actually part of the 10 minutes, then, uh-huh. you know, all right, I want, I want this and this and this on the website. And then I went to their code section, pasted it right in, literally just copied and pasted right from ChatGPT. That's awesome. Clicked on refresh and all of a sudden the page worked. I was like, holy shit. That's
0: incredible, man. Now you're a developer. You don't even need Python. You've just got CSS and your JavaScript and you're
1: ready to rock. That is it. And it's like the button worked, the contact information worked, everything mm. worked. I was like, holy shit. That's incredible. I
0: really like that. I think... uh You know, we talked about it earlier, about hook or crook, and I don't really think about it as a shortcut, necessarily. I think about it as a tool in your tool belt that you can just kind of dive into. You know what I mean? Like, there's no need to really, like, call it a bad thing. And I feel like a lot of people probably, in schools, they kind of call it a bad thing, it seems like. But, like, in the quote-unquote real world, like, it's literally a tool. And if you're not teaching it in school, like, at least the back-end architecture and all that, maybe. But, like, I think you should be
1: but I, I agree with you. And this is where I believe that things get dangerous for colleges, schools, and things yeah. like that. Because let's say you get yourself a hotshot kid with a bunch of common sense. Or Kyle LeBron. 18-year-old Perkins, as an example. Yeah. 20-year-old Perkins. There you go. 20-year-old old Lebron. Yeah, yeah. 18-year-old wasn't doing anything either. Mass 20 erection at all times. Miss those days, man. <laughs> now I'm an old man. Yeah. We got. What are you taking? The Romans you said at the start. The Romans. Yeah. yeah. New moon. Oh, new, new mood. New
0: moon. Take a Twilight <laughs> New Moon. That's uh, turning me into a werewolf right now. <laughs> Good <laughs> gracious. <laughs> no, I'm, it's a New Mood by Onnit, based and out of Austin, Texas.
1: Love it. I love it. So. You get yourself a young kid who's motivated, driven, and now going to college to learn how to do a whole bunch of things that chat GPT can just say, all right, Mm -hmm. this is what you need. Here's like eight things that you need to consider Mm -hmm. and go. And this kid has the drive and the motivation to do it. You're not going to need to go to college, man. Get out of here. It's going to be a waste of time.
0: I don't know, man, but I find that most people are like, most employers want to see that you committed to a four-year degree, and that's all they care about, because you committed to doing something, you said you're going to do it, and you did it, and you got the piece of paper. Whether it's a two-year or four-year, it doesn't matter, but they're just like, I feel like that's all that really matters at this point. I have a dietetics degree, and I, you think I use that? No. So, no. And now I'm managing a product team with and fucking software.
1: I think a lot of companies are just going to be looking at what type of productivity can you deliver, exactly. man. Because I mean, but how do the, you show it though? How do you, if you built something? I mean, who cares? I mean, there, I think you're going to see a lot of entrepreneurs out of this. I think you're going to see people with a lot of creative ideas that are now yeah. actually going and doing it because now, I think that prior to this. The gig economy on Fiverr was kind of like the closest you could get to something yeah. like this. So you'd yeah. have to pay money, but yeah. it wasn't a lot of money to get someone that will build you a website yeah. or do something for you. Now you have AI that'll do this for you for free and people don't have to consider, oh my goodness, like what, you know.
0: Yeah. What's so, to that point, like the back end, this is, cause I'm a nerd, I'm like really attracted to the back end of it. Yeah you can have these companies hook into it. Yes. And so, for example, imagine this. Imagine OpenAI and chat whatever is the platform, right? And then you're Kyle LeBron's vendor. Yep. You could literally write a pretty easy script that would tie into it, and that would be the platform that you now go to 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 search for whatever, and it's all typed into this OpenAI platform. I, I think you could probably have OpenAI as a platform. You'd have these major companies that come onto it. They could charge whatever they want to charge. Dude, I think that's a, that's going to be where the future is in my mind.
1: Dude. Yeah, I'm in total agreement. I mean, I think that a lot of specialty fields that people, you know, will spend money on, as an example. Again, you can get all the information online if you need search a uh, search engine optimization, if you need yeah. you know assistance with what do I need to do to get my you know things ranked i mean yeah. it 's there i mean it 's going to provide you it's exactly cool. what you need. Hey, you can even go to this website or go to this, and this will literally do it for you
0: yeah and the, the thing about it is to me is like it 's not an intelligent i 'm using air quotes thing like based on what i 've seen from the back end its like literally just uh, if I insert A, tell me B. Yes, kind of thing. And if, if what's after X, Y. And it's not like think it's not like this super intelligence thing. It's really just what's it called? Like a that's not word aggregator. I can't remember the right term. But it's like it's just spitting back responses based on what you put in and hoping that it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's just very accurate, which is a scary
1: thing. It's fun and. This brings me to another topic cuz we talked about a, a couple of items with this but from a job standpoint yeah. my thought process is I believe that you're going to see a lot of people supercharge their careers over the next, you know, 2 mm-hmm. years is my take. I think you're going to because the amount of productivity they're going to be able to have is going to be wild. I mean, it's going to be undeniable. And then you're going to see folks that oh, I'm just trying to do things like normal. And it's good, but it's not good enough. Well, it's not that it isn't good enough, it's that it's just not comparable. Well, I kind of have an
0: interesting take on that because I feel like if you're in an individual contributor role, that's probably accurate. If you're in a role of a directorship or maybe even higher, are you going to be using that on the daily? Maybe, maybe to formulate thoughts and arguments and kind of put yourself in positions to have a great conversation with people. But I think where it's really gonna shine is the, the product managers, the, the project managers, the, the support people, whatever it is. Support, that's an interesting one, actually. Yeah. Where you could leverage that in chats, and leverage that in phone calls or whatever. But I think individual contributors is probably where it's gonna get the highest shine, in my opinion.
1: No, I think I think everybody all around. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I think about it, if you are the CEO of a company, mm-hmm you know you were you have a board of directors and we talked about this last time because you want experts in your field but sometimes you just want the answer yourself and sure. ai is going to give you like all right these are the items you need to be talking about yeah. so while you might have no idea about marketing whatsoever you know how to make a product you know how to sell a product but you have no sure. idea how to market a product now when you have when you hire someone for marketing now you know the items you need to be looking for when you go and hire and you're not just bullshitting when you go into it so i think at every level it's going to make a difference okay. i think that even if you're going to go and hire a product manager you might know what you want from a bias standpoint sure. because you understand the the job sure. at the same time you might think of all right, what are areas that I really need to be looking for to get the best hire that oh, I can get? Absolutely. And ChatGPT will tell you, hey, look for this, 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 and this. Yeah. So now when you're asking questions, now you're thinking about those yeah. items when you're going through it. So. And the best part is it saves it all. You know, It's yes. got a little
0: left-hand column where it just saves everything you've ever asked. It. Yes. So I think like if you're looking for that that interview, like you're, you're saying, how did this product manager interview go? You could even type, imagine notes with it. Man, I'm just having like... A, whole other like premonition. Like if you're taking notes and it's actually giving you like recommendations based on those notes, interesting. That's a whole thing. But yeah, so it's like you're interviewing this person. You've got, like, what should I look for? And you can kind of see like what they thought, what GPT thought about a product manager one, product manager two, product manager three, and kind of see the scale up of like what it would take to be successful. That would be pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think every eventually it's going to be the norm for everything. I think that Everyone is going to be looking for that assistant and that edge, so I don't think yeah. it's gonna necessarily be a a job killer in a way. I think that it is going to require people to step up their game and there's gonna be a big gap. You're gonna see, I think a lot of people go from, let's say, you know, 40, $50,000 a year jobs to six figure jobs yeah. really fast because they're gonna realize my productivity is gonna be way high. And now I can speak the lingo, I can understand the concepts that, you know, maybe I didn't understand before.
0: No, I completely agree. And I think whenever you think about a, like your next step in your career, whatever that thing is, you can look to ChatGPT to help, honestly guide you a little bit. Yeah. Like, which it just blows my mind that there's nothing behind it other than just modeling of a language. And it's just A, a equals B, and then you're like, help me formulate how I can advance my career in the next two years. And it can help you. Yep. It's just scary to me. But I, I do agree that like, if you're not using it, you're going to be left in behind.
1: It's yeah, scary. there's going to be a big gap, and I think it's going to be apparent to me, I'm already seeing it to a degree. Uh, I think folks at work have noticed things as well because I get email responses like, Let me "See if I can," because I literally sent something to someone at Knock and it was hilarious. Oh, I got to sign in. Of course, I got to sign in.
0: So your your daily use of ChatGPT is in email.
1: Yeah. And what else? So. Obviously, the coding thing for the website, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and
0: just our general thought
1: yeah. extraction. Yeah. yeah, you know, creating process documents, things that I've yeah. wanted to do. Yeah. I got started with it, you know, over the last few weeks. You know, I've been able to crank out a few, and they're fully fleshed out, fully thought out. And it's like, all right, this mm-hmm. is, you know, if we're creating the vision for where my part of the company is going this outlines it beautifully it's like all right if we're going to evaluate software these are the things that we have to consider and while they might consider all those things now you might forget about something when you're going through it now we already got the checklist set up we're ready so when we're evaluating the software it's there we've got the you know when we're looking at all right what are you know glitches bugs cost you know just everything you know what do people think you know one of the areas that people don't think a lot of is getting you know user feedback on things. And you know now that's one of the areas that I'm looking at this year for my role currently is like all right let's get surveys out to the users and see how they feel about the software that we have. What are the areas that were weak? What are the areas that were not weak? Because when you have that type of data, now you can use that to help sway uh, you know the actual people that do make the big decisions. Like all right, this is you know several thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars potentially. This is what we're going to do now you have data to support these things that you might not have had before so i really want to leverage that so when i go into meetings hey this is how are you this is i think you'll agree with this i run into this a lot where you have opinion on softwares being swayed by the loudest people and not by actual Welcome to my world. Not actual fact. Like, yeah. all right, this is how users actually feel. While this person might feel this way. This is how users actually feel about this. And data-based let's, opinion. Yes, let's get back to reality and not, you know, listen to just because this person complains, uh, looking into that. So
0: yeah. So to you, you're thinking about collecting data from a user feedback sessions collectively having a way to put this into an AI and give me information about these users, what I should and shouldn't change based on it, how I should improve or change my product based on this aggregate of data.
1: Models and stuff, yes, absolutely. So, so, because I'll give you an example, right? Like we use two prospect management softwares at work. We have Knock and we have Funnel. Mm, And And I'm now beginning to understand the difference between the two of them in a good way. But as I'm going through this, you know if we're going to make decisions on you know what pieces of software do we need a we need to make sure that everyone's using it correctly so you have that data point that you need to you know be aware of and then you have what like how do the users feel when they're actually using this like do they prefer knock is there a significant difference do they really prefer knock and are they way more productive when they use knock and then, or is it, do they like funnel? And are we very productive with it? Are we getting accurate data in our PMS system mm-hmm. when we're going through that? Uh, the answer is no to both of them on the accuracy <laughs> right. of data. That's so, what I was about to say, chime in on. I've so, never seen it be accurate. It's like, the answer is no. So, But now, so check this out though. I'm on a call yesterday, before I was even on a call, I received a ticket back, because I'm looking at why the data is not accurate, and there's not a quick or easy fix for this. and. I've noticed a couple of things from a funnel standpoint, I haven't looked into knock, but I noticed several things where I was able to pinpoint, okay, this is where they really need to start looking and really make these things happen. So I was able to crank out a pretty long email yesterday on what we need to look for and why we need to look for it, the importance of it. because. You know, another area when I was building my process document really fast for how we need to be evaluating software is what is the accuracy of the information and the reporting that we're getting. So in funnel the information's accurate, but now it's not accurate in one site. And we have to get that rectified because if your software's going to integrate, we need it we need the information to be accurate. I don't really what it comes down to for both softwares, they don't Cover like tours or visits, if you will, as one site reports it accurately. So, well, that's
0: kind of the tricky part, right? Because you're relying on human entry too for yeah. like a visit. Maybe not so much like a virtual or whatever self-guided tour, but like a human interacted. That's kind of suck. But yeah, um, totally with you on that. Um, well, you mentioned something that kind of sparked a thought, and I promise I'm not transitioning, but it's mm-hmm. like your daily use of it today is email you sent a great email you're refining i'm sure you request a chat gpt it's so you're like oh i didn't really like that i mean make it more stern make it more like i've got a swinging dick instead of a small dick and then it comes
1: back and it's yeah. like, here it is I, make it more personable that's yeah. been one that i've used a lot you know it gives yeah. you very professional yeah. uh content when you create it but then it's like all right can we make that a little more personable and yeah. then it gives you something a lot more casual a lot more friendly yeah, exactly and it's like, all right, let's go. Like that—that that sounds more like me. And then, of course, you know, I begin every email, every professional email, with greetings. So I'm, uh, I'm that guy.
0: Are you one that like says God bless at the end of the email too? No, Have a no, blessed no. day.
1: I'll just say like, you know, either best regards or thank best you. Best regards. Best regards. Jesus Kyle. Yeah, and then that's it. Look, you gotta. That's how I'm it. gonna
0: close all my emails to you. Is just Jesus Kyle,
1: dude. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But no, I mean, I think it's really interesting because you're going through emails, you're using ChatGPT. You're going through process docs, you've got ChatGPT. You're going through preparations and going into a meeting probably saying, hey, look, help me understand this space a little bit. It's kind of giving you some bullets that you may not have thought of. Yeah. And then you can take that and people are looking at you as like, man, Kyle's really got his head screwed on tight. And then to your point, your company right now, probably doesn't have a really I bet I bet there's less than 10% of people at your company using ChatGPT maybe less than that yeah you know it's like that. you've just got such a leg up right now you could probably walk into any meeting given 10 minutes of preparation with ChatGPT and feel pretty confident walking into it and I think the reason why I'm saying all this is imagine this is like what you did with your Siri, right? You integrated it there. Yes. Imagine that being like voice driven, right? You got head, you got your AirPods and talking to Siri And it's spitting you back like little snippets in real time, which is, that's also the scary thing, how fast it
1: is. So here's another thing. That is something that realistically, the way that my work office is set up, I could do that right now. Like, I could do that at home where I could even have Siri talking to me at the same time while this is happening, and they would never know that I am flexing, if you will. Well, that's where it's going, right? Because
0: the artificial AIs that you see out there that are, artificial AIs, sorry, the, yeah. the AIs that are out there where you've seen like you could speak into a microphone and for $10, uh, AI will convert it to Morgan Freeman's voice and it's you speaking, there was a time. Yes. Back before everything, that, imagine your voice with ChatGPT and Siri speaking it, but it's your voice.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be wild, That's man. wild. It's, it's gonna be wild. I think it's gonna get very interesting. But I think that all of this is to say, I think professionally, there's going to be a two-year window where people can do a lot of damage. Um, as an example, you sent me the Jetty product manager, senior product manager oh, uh, link, and honestly, looking at the requirements, I'm like, I might, able, I might be able to do that today, That's like good. for real. and. I've I've struggled with it because my thought process is not so much can I do the job. Now with ChatGPT I honestly have full confidence yeah. I can do the job. Like there's no doubt. Because my productivity at work I kn- it's so high at the moment. I'm getting folks res- like responses from people all the time. Wow, that was really fast or wow, that was an e- like I got to get this email from this lady at Knock. Like I've seriously Kyle's made her- been looking up
0: this email for the past 5 minutes. No,
1: I haven't so. on I- I have to get the authenticator unlocked. That's the issue here. Well, while you're doing
0: that, I think you should apply to that Jetty job. You probably have a nice little increase in pay. Congratulations on your bonus, by the way.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you. It was, uh, you know, kind of a surprise out of left field, but I, you know, I feel like part of it was chat GPT, too, because I'm... Dude, I'm only as smart as the software is, man. That's it. Don't put that on your resume, please. Alright, hopefully this works. Oh, it's not working. Your session timed out. Please close the browser. Here we go, man. We need some interlude music. You know, the email might be here itself. Give me a second here. Like, I don't have to sign in. All right, it doesn't come up with anything. All right. The you know, good news is, is
0: your head is reflecting all these lights, and it looks beautiful. Is it? It looks like uh, you've got a little polish on it with a little cue ball. Dude,
1: am I, like, touched by an angel right now? Well, something like that.
0: But you dude. look good.
1: That's I'm how just... I set it up at, at work. So I've got uh, two lights set up, right? I've got the hair, the hair light. The hair so, light. Dude, absolutely. The so I get the hair. nice... Oh, my goodness, man. You haven't had hair since you were 15 years old. Dude, since I was, like, five. Mm-hmm. It's, like... So I have the hair come down and it wraps around the shoulders as well. So it's very important that it wraps around the shoulder too because I want it to look beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then I got the big 36-inch lantern like blaring the light right on me. It's beautiful. So I went on a call this week with uh, an ownership group. Very first things out of their mouth was, wow, your setup is fantastic. And And then at the end of the recording... One of the owners was, wow, like you're, you nailed it with everything that you said. Yeah. And secondly, can you record our voicemail? Oh, you got the request for yeah. them to do
0: like, thank you for calling whomever.
1: Wow. Yeah. They were serious. Yeah, they were very serious. So yeah. they're like, he's like, your setup is unbelievable. He's like, I've not, no one has gone into a conference call like this. That's awesome. Man. With any, like, and I know that. I know that every time. And I tell people. The reason why I do this is if you are a remote employee, everyone says that if you're a remote employee, you're out of sight and out of mind and all of that. Well, if you have a conference call with me where you have a professional camera and you've got an MKH416 and your audio is processed like this, you, they're never gonna forget. They're gonna be like, oh shit, his game is, he's on a completely different level. And they're right, I am. I know that, I know it.
0: All right, LeBron, chill, man. We got it. Look, man. <laughs> no, so, you sound great. Yeah, your audio's clean. I remember whenever we FaceTime the other day, your video was very clean. And I'm over here on continuity camera with my Q2U. We're in, we're in different well, realms.
1: Look, honestly, I think that even that is a leg up on you know your normal just webcam from your laptop, yeah. and then you know just speaking into yeah. the computer itself. And the Mac has a great mic too. It's actually not bad, mm-hmm. but I mean, it it can't compete.
0: Yeah, and then a lot of times, like, prior to, what, 2021, they were all 720s yeah. on, the, on the Max, which was just a pain in the ass, but, yeah, completely agree. Anything else on AI, LeBron? I know you got some more topics. You got something over there.
1: Oh, do I have something? Let's take a look here. Let's make sure we covered everything, because I think we got almost everything, man. I think we got almost yeah. everything, so... I guess the question is, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, is like, where do you see it going? I mean, my perspective, I think that, A, there's going to be more tools, more just everything in the future. I think that Microsoft is uniquely positioned to do some incredible things here because a lot of companies, well, and Google is too, but if Microsoft, who's already integrating this into Bing, already integrating this into Edge, starts integrating this into Microsoft Office, where now all of a sudden you don't need to be an excel guru anymore i mean how many people are like middle managers right. if you will they're data analysts at a company make mm-hmm. like 50 60 70,000 a year because they're excel gurus yeah. and now all of a sudden any hotshot can all right this is the formula that i need or yep. you know we need here's to go the, through here's this Here's what i want here's the outcome i want Yes. In this stock. Oof. game over like Man. those And I'm not saying those jobs are going to be eliminated, but the person that understands, hey, I can really 10X my productivity now, now now you're going to be spending a lot of time with your feet up on the desk. And that's a good thing. To me, that is a good thing. I don't think that... I'm getting to a point now where I'm consistently looking for what is the fastest way to accomplish the outcome that we're trying to get to. Where the issue is resolved, but we're getting the outcome that we want. And... And ChatGBT
0: is helping you get there faster. It is. It's helping
1: me get there faster. I know that other users aren't doing this. And when I talk to others around the organization, you know, you'll get a lot of, well, I don't know about this, or I don't know about that. And it's like, okay, like now I'm learning about this because you're not going to take the time to do it. And the way that I view it is kind of like, uh, do you remember the Matrix back in the day? Of course I do. Dude, where Keanu Reeves, all right, we're going to load up this this and this and this and this and this. And... That's what I feel like it is. Like, now you're able to, by leaps and bounds, get knowledge into topics that before you'd have to either have a mentor, have someone explain it to you, which might take minutes, or read a book if you're going to do it on your own time. And now we're talking, ask it a couple questions back and forth conversationally, and you're now at the answer that you're looking for.
0: That's what's so impressive to me, is that, like, this technology's been around for a while. Yes. But what they've done is they've actually put on a UX hat and said, we're going to make this user experience feel more homey. You know? Yeah. That's the thing. It's like kind of like the whole Walmart analogy. It's like, yeah, this is cool whenever it's like at Google or whomever's open AI is doing this. yeah. And it's kind of reminds me of like back in the, a couple of years ago, whenever like the artificial intelligence pictures were coming out, like you upload a photo of you and it's like, here's you as a captain of a sailboat. It was cool. But now once it's like in your hands and you're the one doing it, you're the one making these cool things, it's like, oh, anybody can do this.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's really cool. Microsoft in uh, Office 365, they're going to have like a new uh, picture thing coming out. Right. And I think we've talked about this where basically you type in exactly what you want and it'll crank it out. It's like, I want a woman on a gondola in the middle of insert whatever. Yeah. And it'll create the image for you and it'll look real. Yeah. And it's like... But it, it,
0: to me, that's exactly what it is. It like, reminds me of, I keep using this, but it reminds me of the self-checkout implementation. Yeah. It reminds any like advancement like that where you're like, oh, we could potentially remove some overhead. We don't need as many cashiers. Think about it in banking. You could remove the tellers. You could, you could do a property management and may not need leasing staff in the future, which is already kind of going there. But yeah. it's like... There's so many opportunities there. But to get to your question, where do I think it's going? I'll take a slightly philosophical approach to it. I think uh, it's not knowledgeable. It's just words that are looking at your letters and saying, these letters make up a word. I'm going to respond with what I think is, think is an interesting word, but what should come next. I think the next thing is like knowledge... Defining what knowledge is, I guess, maybe, and that becomes like the use case of it. It's like it gets smarter, like actually smarter. It can interpret languages. It can not only interpret languages, it can encourage you to have conversations with other people that you may have never had the opportunity to. And yeah. I don't know, there's so many like human advancements that I think could be made with it. And imagine it in healthcare, imagine it wherever. Like it takes all the the failures of the human mind out of it because it's so to the point of logic and I don't know it's, it's there's a lot of opportunities in my mind I'm not getting rid of ambiguity I guess but.
1: and you know most people are going to use it for something stupid because we could say the same thing about social media right like social media yeah. is an incredibly powerful tool mm-hmm. and what do we use it for dick pics dick porn mm-hmm. left versus right yeah. android versus ios mm-hmm. like that's what we use it for yeah. so it's going to be, but the people that are using it correctly are making millions and billions. So
0: yeah, we need to become one of them.
1: Yes, that's. So, so I think that this represents an opportunity for both of us, where we really need to be thinking: How do we get ourselves from, uh, you know, six-figure income earners to seven, eight, maybe even nine-figure income earners? Mm-hmm. Like that. That's where I think that you and I need to think a little differently when it comes to.
0: So what's next for you in OpenAI and ChatGPT?
1: So this is one thing that I've seen, right? Uh, I took down an entire note section yesterday on basically structuring a YouTube channel, uh, how to optimize SEO for it, how to, what topic should I discuss, what should the name of it be, how frequently should I post, when should I post? Like I asked it everything, and it gave an answer for all of it. Awesome. So the. Next thing is all right get topics out there based on you know what people are searching for understanding the tools that are out there create content use chat gpt to help you know script it all out i should probably buy a teleprompter i might buy that at some point and then just start recording the content you know start making it and putting it out there and you can you know i have that fantastic ipad pro use that as the for free dude for free that's right and use that as the, you know, the actual prompter, because um, Apple Pages has a teleprompter mode in there. Yep. I know, cause I've tested it out. Yep. And just get to work, start That's creating awesome, content, man. man. And you know, you can speak with authority. I can tell right now there are a lot of, you know, those fake YouTubers that are doing the exact same thing right yep. now already. And I might as well do it too. I mean, these guys are making six figures doing it, seven awesome. figures doing it. So. Because once you get that started, you get an audience, now you can get into, you know, the mark like the affiliate marketing side of things. And if you my thought process is if you spend even three hours making a video, and let's say your YouTube videos can bring in like four grand a week as an example. I mean, that's two hundred thousand dollars a year roughly. If you're making four thousand dollars a week, that's if you're working three hours a day doing that, that is. If you do it even six days a week, right? That's what, 18 hours versus a 40-hour work week. You could probably keep the work
0: week too. Yeah, right? you still have insurance and all that jazz. But I don't know. I think whenever you mentioned that you're, you asked all these questions to the ChatGPT about like how you should formulate this. Whenever I listen to you, this is me transitioning a little bit. Whenever I listen to you on this, whenever we have conversations, I feel like the content is you. Like, the, what makes this so appealing for me as also a listener is you. It's not this dumbass sitting over here. It's, it's mm-hmm. the way that you formulate your thoughts and it's the way that you have a comedic spin on sports and things like that. But, like, I, I don't even, like, selfishly. I think that your content should be you. It shouldn't be reliant on guests or anything like that. It should be just like LeBron's whatever sports talk with mixes of AI and just whatever the hell I want to talk about. But like you're the you're what takes it to the next level, I think.
1: So what I should do then is make a complete mockery channel where I think that I might be able to do this the real LeBron. Here we go the real lebron said lebron james who's probably the real as lebron there is right but i could be the real lebron Mm -hmm. and just make you're mr lebron dude he's not mr lebron yeah he's he's mr james he's mr james
0: mr lebron is pretty cool yeah i don't know man i think that's you uh what did your chat gpt response say that you should do
1: So, a couple of things really, I mean, it talked, one of the items that it mentioned was video games, but I think that video games is a little bit dangerous right now just because YouTube is demonetizing anything that it deems quote unquote violent. And uh, we're talking like if Mario throws his hat and hits somebody, that's considered quote unquote violence. Yoshi
0: slips on a banana or something like that.
1: Yeah, so I think that video games is something I'm going to steer clear of. Um, I play video games, but not quite like that. Then again, I do watch a lot of video game channels. The problem with those is I think that the people that are making those channels don't really play video games is the impression mm-hmm. I'm kind of under. They're more like message board, keyboard warriors that yeah. have a YouTube channel. They bought a Sony camera and they yeah. just went and did it, you know? Well,
0: that's the thing. You don't have to be good at it. You don't have to be good at video games. You just oh, have to have I, a personality. That's I realize
1: this. It's funny because I re- when I played World of Warcraft a long time ago, Man, I there were times where you'll just go and do like casual arenas and then you'll go up against like really high-rated players. Like we're talking like top like yeah. out of the millions of players, top 50. Yeah. And I'll never forget, so there was one time I played with one player in particular, and I played against him and I played with him a couple of times. Playing with him was the easiest game I ever played in my life because this guy completely controlled the game and I could do whatever the heck I wanted. I mean I was just basically skeeting on people and it was hilarious. But then, I played against him one time, and he ended up losing. And this guy, I went back to rewatch his Twitch stream, and it was hilarious. This guy's like, this motherfucker's a fucking tryhard, like, he was pissed. (laughs) Because my whole goal is, if I'm playing against these folks, I'm gonna make it super annoying for them. I am not gonna give you the opportunity to just, you know, wail on me and that's it. No, you're gonna get the most annoying game, and I'm gonna frustrate you, because I know what you're trying to do. I've already watched you play. Now, I'm going to basically make it very annoying for you to do what you want to do. And eventually, he caved. Like, he couldn't, like, his teammates sucked. That was part of the issue. I mean, that was actually a major part of the issue. But I knew that once I saw his teammates weren't doing anything, all I had to do was basically make the game annoying for him, and then he would lose. And that's what happened. So, it was fun. There
0: you go, man. I've never played World of Warcraft,
1: but... Don't um, do it.
0: Yeah, I think that's like a rabbit hole. Once you get in it, you're just sucked straight down. Yeah,
1: it's... The issue for me at the time was I played Warcraft 3 way back in the day, right? The Frozen Throne.
0: Mm, you and Anna and Elsa out there. Huh?
1: Real time strategy game. My goodness, what a game that was, man. What a game. So, what ended up happening is in 2005, roughly, when the game dropped, you know, there was just nothing on its level at all. When that game dropped, I just can't believe it. I mean, I'm going through Stranglethorn Vale, and there's thousands of people playing, and the chat is just crazy. And you're trying to get quests done. You have tigers biting your ass. You have people ganking you on the other faction, and you've got to call people for help. Like, it was the most crazy experience.
0: I mean, it sounds like, it. I mean, I've, again, I, my understanding of it is it's you just... It's truly open world with others. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Yes. It's
1: unlike Breath of the Wild where it's just you out there in this crazy world. But yeah, so think Breath of the Wild with thousands of players in real time. In real time yeah. and loot and yeah. gold and duels and all types of things that you can do. It's a crazy it's game. Like RuneScape back in yeah. the day. That's, yeah, that's, exactly was, like. yeah. that's exactly what it's like. That's yeah, exactly what it's like. Man, that but, was a fun game. But better. So Video games is something it mentioned. It mentioned lifestyle, so a lot of talk about personal development, a lot of talk about um, productivity in general, so productivity hacks. I noticed that there are a lot of productivity channels, but I think that there's a limit to that, in my opinion, because people that are interested in productivity, I mean, there are a lot of folks that are into that, but those folks are... I don't know, maybe those folks are willing to spend money, and maybe from an affiliate marketing standpoint and long term, that is a good game plan. So, uh, one thing that can be done now that I'm thinking of it, you know, from a marketing standpoint, is let's say, all right, we're going to talk about how to structure your day and things like that. Like, how do I go about doing my day? Uh, yes, I use computers for this, but I do have a manual component too, and then I start selling people. Uh, like planners and stuff on Etsy it's like yeah you know go download you know good notes or notability and then you know download my like pay ten dollars for this and you get yourself a couple people that do it all of a sudden you got yourself a nice you know twenty thirty thousand dollars out of nowhere so uh, there are a lot of ways to make money and I just start thinking about how do you turn people that are users into paying customers it's a
0: fun thought
1: sounds like you're uh
0: a you're starting a startup is what it feels like. Yes. You're trying to get like that first seed money in your startup and try to figure out what it is, but unfortunately it's all your money and you've got to figure out what the best use of it is, which is yeah. very interesting. But, yeah, man. I, I do think, th- think
1: that a level of, and I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but this will be okay. the last time, I promise. But I do believe that there's like a level of professionalism that people expect in a YouTube video to build that quote unquote trust. Yeah, I would agree. So yeah. If it, you
0: see something that looks like trash, you're just going to skip over it. Yeah,
1: okay. or you're not going to be like, all right, this guy is not for real. I yeah. mean, or they might be for real, but you're going to feel like, ah, this guy might be like old fashioned. But if the guy has like a like super crisp camera. Super crisp audio, and he's speaking with confidence, or she's speaking with confidence. Now you're like, all right, this motherfucker probably has their shit together. Let me really consider what they're saying.
0: What's more important to you, audio or video? And a video,
1: audio, not even close. Yeah. yeah.
0: So if you have the 8K of video, but the audio's trash, you're just you're done.
1: Not necessarily, but. In a lot of cases, yeah. I mean, I, like, there's a certain threshold, and you don't have to spend a ton to get even decent audio, yeah, that's what which just frustrates me. Like, you have the Q2U right now. I'm using, like, for folks that are listening, there's going to be a very big difference in price point between the microphones. I've got a $1,000 microphone. You've got a $70 microphone. And you can get good results out of a even $30 microphone. You can buy like a Behringer XM 8,500 for like 20, 30 bucks. And you can get really good results with that. And if you are not willing to do that, you're just going to use the camera microphone, right? Like I'm going to set my iPhone up, you know, a couple feet away so I can get a nice wide angle shot. And then I'm just going to talk into the iPhone without, you know, a road video mic go or anything like that. It's like, why am I... Like, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're missing the boat. I agree. I completely agree, man. But I will say crisp audio with even decent video will make the... Like, if you're recording with an iPhone and you have really crisp audio, I think that you can probably get by. Yeah, especially if it's a newer
0: iPhone. Yeah. As long as it's not like an iPhone 6 or something like that, I'm yeah. sure. But, like, with these newer iPhones, that would be great. Um, you know what I love about these conversations? I've got to wrap up a little bit. But, like, what I love about these conversations is when you and I get together, I like just listening, you know what I mean? Like I feel like whenever we don't have headphones on, I'm like much more like fun and loud and whatever, but like just listening to your audio come through, listening to your speaking, listening to how you're trying to improve your your productivity at work and how you're seeing great results already. I love it just as a listener. I'm just over here
1: loving every moment of it. Admiring, man. I, I look, I appreciate it, man. And I, like I said, I appreciate the encouragement, the drive. I mean, I think that you and I push each other in a whole bunch of different yeah. ways. You know, you pushed me, you know, I remember a couple of years ago. Now that I'm thinking about it in retrospect, it's like, you know, I'm having like a moment when I was working out on Wednesday. Well,
0: I just want you to repeat that. Working when you out were working out on Wednesday, on Wednesday, which was two days ago.
1: Getting my lifts in, yeah. A year
0: and a half ago, that wouldn't have ever been a sentence from
1: it me. It wouldn't have been a sentence coming out of my mouth. It's like, so... Dude, I remember, man, I was a not a fat fucker, but Yeah, you were Let's be real. Rolling myself around, man, I was like, it's the Charlie stone, the stone in front of uh Jesus' tomb, you know, I was weighing the big one ninety five. Mm. Wasn't quite two hundred, but I hit like one ninety-five and for context I was I'm like five seven, five eight, roughly around there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a tall individual by any stretch of the imagination. And I wasn't feeling my best and I felt it, you know, in the midsection. But anyway, getting back to this, I was like, you know, I remember when you asked me to go rock climbing, I'm like, man, that's dangerous and stuff. And it is. And I still never did it. And you're right, and I probably won't do it. But what I was thinking about was, damn, you know, if I were doing rock climbing, you know my shoulders would get wide pretty quick. It's true. It's like they would definitely, you know, you get the delts going, like you get all that happening. I'm like, "Hmm." Shirts start
0: fitting a little different.
1: I'm like, man, you know, maybe that's something to consider. As I was doing chin-ups, mind you, I'm like, you know, like I gotta.
0: How many chin-ups can you do in one
1: shot? Dude, not not enough, five. Five is, dude, five is, trust me, I know it's not bad because when I started, I couldn't do any. Like, (laughs) dude, I was like, man. So I've gotten a lot stronger and my deadlifts have gotten bigger. My, yeah, dude. So it's not where it should be because I look at Google and they'll, like, you should be able to deadlift like two and a half times your weight. So now I'm deadlifting over my weight at this point.
0: That's a good way to fuck up your back, though.
1: Yeah, um, that is a good way. Perfect. Yeah, so I'm not doing that. So I am, I'm still focused on reps to a degree, you know, to try and get myself stronger. So I was deadlifting 175. Which I mean is not a ton, but For someone who hasn't done it in 30 years it's yeah not that and I only weigh 155, so i'm deadlifting more than I weigh, and I'm going up by about five, I'm going up by about five pounds a week, That's cool. and I figure if I keep going at this rate, you know I'll be above 200 by summertime, and then by the end of summer, you know who knows I mean maybe I'll be close to 250 doing multiple reps and that's I can't it.
0: wait to watch you walk in here like Terrell Owens. I'm so Dude, that's sad. it.
1: I'm telling you, man. I'm just going to be wearing robes, and dude, I'm not going to even have underwear on. I'm just going to be like this. My leg's wide open, but look at this, Perkins. Take a look at this big floppy dick over and here. This is
0: how it comes to a close today. <laughs> man alive. I love the fact that like we don't have to like yell whenever we have these on. I feel like last time, or historically, whenever we've been meeting here for a better part of a year. Probably closer to two years now, but it's like... I feel like whenever it starts getting loud in here, we yeah. have to like yell, but now it's just like normal speaking it's voice. It's So I can, casual, I can man. Hear you so clearly and it's it's fun, man.
1: I enjoy it. This is this is my setup, man. I, I truly enjoy it and it yeah. took a little while to get used to it and
0: Yeah, I'm still I'm still feeling that out. I'm, yeah. s- I'm not my normal self with these headphones on.
1: I totally understand it. And it's something that it took me I would say about a month to really get used yeah. to man so i went through a whole bunch of stuff but once you got like the end game that's when i knew i guess when it was time to get the end game it's like all right i've played around with everything i know what i want i know what it should sound like now it's let's just go get it and we're done so i'm at that point now with cameras um, i got the bonus and i was thinking you know i should get the camera but i'm not going to do that i'm going to be responsible and uh, I'm actually gonna buy a mattress this weekend. I told Nicole, the President's Day weekend sales are done. We got our bedroom set, which is funny because I told you about this. I, like Again, the testament of how do you know you're doing things correct financially? It's like when you have no debt outside of your house, you could just go into a store, buy $8,000 worth of furniture on your Apple Watch and just walk out like, okay, now what? So now it's going to be the same thing. I'm going to literally walk into a mattress store. It's like, all right, I'm going to buy that one. And they're going to be like, oh, would you like to finance? No, I'll just buy it on my Apple watch. Like, do you have tap to pay on that? And if not, then I guess I'll have to use my credit card. But I mean, and it's paid off. Like awesome. it's done. The funds are there. I mean, it's wild. It's completely well, that, wild.
0: That's, that's a sense of freedom that not a lot of people in this country get. No, that's absolutely
1: wild. true. That's why if, and we can probably talk about this next time, you know, we can have a financial conversation next time, which I think will be fun. A lot of people really need to, you know, understand, you know, the Dave Ramsey, Robert Kiyosaki style, Mm -hmm. like, you have to understand asset versus liability, and you have to understand, folks think that Robert and Dave are different, and they're not at all. They are actually extremely, they're different once you get past step, I would say, like, five. Robert is not going to tell you to pay off your house cuz that your house is a good debt. Typically your house is a good debt. But you need to not have stupid debt, which means don't go to Best Buy, buy a big screen TV and then pay for it monthly. That's dumb. All this equipment what makes me so happy about, you know, the Babyface Pro FS, the MacBook Pro, the MKH416 and a lot of folks cannot go out and buy this. I totally understand that, but the fact that I was able to just go out and buy it cash, like there's no, yeah. let me you know, put this on credit and I'll pay for it monthly. It's like no, just buy it. Like why? Why am I gonna make monthly payments to somebody else when I could just buy it? I
0: completely get it, uh-huh. And the only reason you would actually put it on a card is just so you get the points. And that's that's it. exactly that's it. it. I, Turn I mean, pay it
1: off. So let's see if I can pull up my credit card statement. Look at how many uh, cash back points I've gotten. And I have 2% on everything, right? So, this is what I've gotten back just this year alone. While you're pulling that up, I gotta say This is my cash rewards for this year. Just this year. Impressive, sir. 2%. So I've spent like, I mean, over what would that be? Like over ten grand. Ten grand? Yeah. Two
0: percent. At two
1: gotcha. percent. Yeah. Ten
0: percent.
1: Oh, I wish everything was ten well, percent. That's what
0: I was calculating. I was like, oh, you said two.
1: No, it's two percent. I mean, what credit card offers ten percent? You get a couple of deals every now and again uh, for percentage back, which is funny. So I bought. Did I tell you about this? I bought my Philadelphia Eagles friend a shirt. Yeah, you told me. Yeah. So. Apparently on the credit creditcardfanatics.com there was a fifteen percent cash back, so I got like seven fifty back nice for ordering man. that shirt. I'm like, let's go. The shirt was like fifty bucks or something like that, or forty five bucks. Man. But you know, I got his name on the back and all that. I got it. hooked him up. He said, awesome. like, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, see, you put good out there, you get good back. That's it. He bought you me a, a shirt, bonus. you know, for my pain, and I bought him a shirt for his pain. <laughs> oh. Alright, I gotta wrap up. I gotta get ready to roll. Alrighty, this man. is fun.
0: Next time, finances. And then I leave for California on Monday for nice. a whole week.
1: And so we'll do it in
0: two weeks then. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it in two weeks, man. We'll be good. I'll have That's time to actually formulate a thought. And I feel like each time I'm getting a little bit better, a little opening up a little bit more. That's it, so man. So maybe next time I'll actually be pleasant.
1: Rip your butt cheeks open little by little, man. That's what it is. That's right. I said that right when that lady sat down. Of course I did. Oh, man. <laughs> Love it.
0: All right, LeBron. This was right. fun. See you next time.
1: Yes, sir.